This is Episode 7 of Beyond the Bulletin. Hello and welcome to Episode 7 of Beyond the Bulletin. I'm Brandon Sweet, editor of The Daily Bulletin. And I'm Pamela Smythe, media relations manager. We're coming to you not quite live from East Campus 5. Thank you for joining us as we go Beyond the Bulletin. Like we do every week, we'll talk about some of the top stories featured in the Daily Bulletin and look ahead to what's happening inside and outside Ring Road. We'll also take the opportunity to speak with people and personalities on campus about key issues that matter. This week, I speak with Tanya Snyder from the newly named Waterloo Undergraduate Student Association. She'll tell us about the Federation of Students rebranding in a new era when students can opt out of fees for certain services. Now, here's what happened. So, two episodes ago, we gave an overview of several senior administrators and key positions who were beginning their terms as of July 1st. Well, in our zeal to get the word out by the 1st of July, uh, we had to leave off one particular posting who hadn't been officially confirmed. So, here goes. Professor Diana Perry has been appointed Associate Vice President in Human Rights, Equity and Inclusion for a five-year term that began on July 1st. Perry is a professor in the Department of Recreation and Leisure Studies in the Faculty of Applied Health Sciences. Professor Perry joined the university in 2003 and in 2013 was appointed as Special Advisor to the President on Women's and Gender Issues. In this role, she liaised with senior administrators, faculty, and the Director of Equity to advise on policy and structural level gender equity issues and to help foster a supportive environment for students, staff, and faculty. Perry is also the campus lead for the UN Women's He for She Impact 10 by 10 by 10 framework, which is a global solidarity movement that unites people around the world in advancing gender equity. Her scholarship and activism have been recognized through accolades, including the Ontario Women's Directorate Leading Woman Award. Perry most recently served as the Associate Vice President Human Rights, Equity and Inclusion beginning in 2017 for a two-year term. Congratulations, Diana. The Open Scholarship Committee launched a new website called Open Scholarship at Waterloo. The committee includes faculty, staff, and students who work together to advance the conversation about open content on campus. Open content? What's that? It's an umbrella term for open access, open educational resources, open data, open publishing, and open science. Sounds like they're open to the concept. (laughs) So they're about removing barriers to academic accessibility, like pricey journal subscriptions, and are interested in promoting opportunities for collaboration, the kind of opportunities that come about when data is readily available and shared within the community. That's right. The OSC is committed to helping scholars make informed decisions about the ways they make their research, scholarship, and instructional content accessible within their scholarly communities. The committee has been hard at work with guest speakers and workshops during Open Access Week, Open Education Week, and the Teaching and Learning Conference. So this website will probably be useful for anyone interested in creating, finding, and or using open content. Look for the link in our episode's show notes. Now for what's just over the horizon here on campus. St. Paul's University College will be hosting the Social Impact Showcase. This event will celebrate the diversity of the St. Paul's Greenhouse Innovators and their journeys in social innovation and entrepreneurship. The Greenhouse will be announcing grants for some early-stage, high-potential ideas, and the Social Impact Fund winners will be sharing their stories. The event takes place on Tuesday, July 23rd from 4 to 5.30 p.m. in the St. Paul's Greenhouse space in room STP-164. 
I would love it if they had an actual greenhouse. Well, it's more of a metaphor, Pamela. I know. I'm not always this literal. Sure. The Greenhouse <laughs> at St. Paul's is an innovation community for incoming and current students and community members who want to create ideas and ventures that generate social or environmental change. You could say they help social innovation startups grow. Mm-hmm. The registration link is that's, once again in our show notes. It's a fair bit of fertilizer there, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> If you're interested in learning more about Indigenous initiatives and reconciliation in the university context, then join the Faculty Association of the University of Waterloo for the FAO Indigenization Reading Circle on Thursday, July 25th. All of us from the university are welcome to this collaborative exercise in hearing Indigenous voices and engaging in contemplation of what respect for Indigenous ways of knowing and being means for universities. This edition of the Indigenization Reading Circle is entitled Decolonization is Not a Metaphor. You can download the reading on the FAO website, which we'll link to in the show notes. We have a lot of links. Well, we're finally making those show notes work for us. <laughs> Chock full of information. And now, the interview. As we told you back in Episode 6, the Federation of Students is undergoing a rebranding initiative. It is now known as the Waterloo Undergraduate Student Association, or WUSA. But there's more to this initiative than just a name change and a new logo. Tanya Snyder is a marketing specialist at WUSA and shares what's behind the changes. Okay, Tanya, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, I'm glad you could be here. What does the Federation of Students rebrand entail? Um, it entails quite a bit. So it's been an ongoing process for the last few months beyond the, the new name and the logo that you just mentioned. Um, it has us looking internally at our mission, our vision. We've reached out to students to see um, kind of are we making an impact with what we do? And so internally, we're kind of looking at all of our processes just to make sure that what we're doing is actually what students want to see from us. Why the changes? Well, our brand, our visual identity is over 30 years old. It's from the 90s. Um, and so when your brand is older than the students that you're serving, I think that's something that from a marketing communication standpoint, you really have to take a look at and see if you're actually engaging as well as you could be with your audience. For some of us, the 90s weren't that long ago. <laughs> I hear you. Um, <laughs> definitely feel like I should have kept my wardrobe from back then and I could be reusing it all. Um, but, you know, it is something that we have to consider of are we actually engaging with students? And that's something that on a day-to-day -day basis we do come across um, when our promo team, for example, is out on campus and they're trying to engage with students and say, hey, we're from the Federation of Students. And when the students are like, well, what is FEDS? Um, that's a problem for us because um, obviously all undergrad students, when they come to Waterloo, they are automatically members of FEDS um, and we are here to serve and represent them. And if they don't know that we're here to serve and represent them, how well can we actually be doing our job? Right. So is the mission going to change as well then? Um, the mission itself is not going to change maybe the way that we um, say what the mission is, but we are always going to be here to serve and represent students, undergrad students on campus. That That is why you have a student association, so that won't change. You, you mentioned that increasing the visibility of feds has been an ongoing issue, so how does the rebrand help with that? I think for us it makes us look through everything that we do with fresh eyes. So by, like I said, kind of looking at that internal mission and vision, um, maybe kind of realigning our, our promise, our brand promise to students, it has us taking a look at everything that we're doing. Um, and so that we're not just doing the same things that we've always done. Maybe there are ways we can change and tweak things to better um, connect with students. But also when you look at things through fresh eyes, you also look for more opportunities. Um, and so that maybe we can add things or change things that we're doing just to better connect with students. But how are you going to do that exactly? 
So we have already a fantastic group of students on campus that are super engaged. Um, our student-run services have student coordinators that run it. They have exec teams, our student council and board and our student exec team. They're all students that are passionately engaged. And so if we can better connect with them to hopefully have them spread the word about who we are. Um, and then also just through our own social media um, and communication and even through our events and what our events look like and, and what they do. Through all of those little things, hopefully we can better connect with um, students but also hopefully maybe some other opportunities with campus partners too to connect in a better way. You mentioned student-run services. At its June meeting, the University of Waterloo Board of Governors approved changes to the Federation of Student Fees. So now students can opt out of five fees totaling about $20. How much is the fact that a portion of the student union fee is now refundable playing into your decision to rebrand as well as the timing? So it's something that internally we've been discussing for quite some time. When your brand is from the 90s, you know, it's never going to get any newer or fresher. And so branding has changed a lot since then. So it is something that we have been discussing. And it was more of when would we take this um, project on because it is a big undertaking. So with the Student Choice Initiative, um, the timing then became more of a, a question, right? And so when students are given the choice of whether they want to pay these fees or not, we want to make sure that they're making an informed decision. And so that means that they need to be engaged with feds or soon to be WUSA and what we're doing. And so obviously then the timing, they kind of work out together. If we can launch this rebrand to increase our engagement, then hopefully when students are given that choice, they're making an informed decision. Speaking of timing, mm -hmm. when are we going to see these big changes? Right. So already we've announced the name. So definitely on campus, I've heard people starting to refer to the to feds as WUSA, which is very exciting. But in terms of actually seeing things with the visual identity, um, hopefully you should start seeing some new changes within the next few weeks as we get into August. Um, and communications are increasing with the first, first year students coming in. Um, but for the most part, most students will probably see it in fall when they come back uh, for the fall term um, with orientation with welcome week that happens um, we'll be relaunching then any other things you want people to know about the rebrand or about feds to WUSA to WUSA um, I would say just that it's it is a process so it's not um, something that overnight everything is going to change um, and so you might still see feds around um, and just know that you know we we still hold that name in our hearts as uh, there's a long history behind that name um, but that it will take time for us to um, really roll out this rebrand especially um, more of those kind of looking at our processes and trying to improve things kind of internally from that way you're going to continue to see improvements and changes for some time to come. Well, exciting times. Mm -hmm. Thanks for being here, Tanya. Thank you. Well, that about wraps it up for us this week. You can find additional information and links about the items we mentioned in today's episode in the show notes on SoundCloud. To ensure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to the Beyond the Bulletin podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So you've heard from us, and now we'd like to hear from you. Send us your feedback and comments to bulletin at uwaterloo.ca. And if there's a topic you'd like to see featured in our interview segment, just let us know. Thanks for listening as we went Beyond the Bulletin. You're still ringing? They, they haven't stopped ringing since <laughs> the 1990s. You know, they, they've invented these things called earplugs. Yes, I should have had them when I was going to raves in the mid-90s. Unfortunately, <laughs> I chose to uh, expose my eardrums to all that bass. <laughs> <laughs>